Bhagavan says that four types of devotees they worship me Artha, Artharthi, Jidnyasu and Jnani and out of them the Jnani is uh, supreme because he is my own self but others are also good but Jnani is my own self Jnani is the one who has recognized and understood the nature of God and he is now ready to surrender. He surrenders. Bahunam janmanam ante jnanavan maam prapadyate. Jnani is one who ultimately surrenders to that supreme reality and comes to understand and realize that that alone is everything. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlavaha. So ultimately one has to uh, surrender to that supreme reality whom we call Brahma or God. Before we surrender, we have to uh, understand our own nature, understand the nature of that supreme. So after following the initial sadhana of karma yoga, upasana, jnana, dhyana, a person becomes fit to surrender to that supreme. Lot of desires are there in our mind which prevents us from surrendering. We feel that we will lose something. Let me fulfill these desires first. So in order to fulfill these desires, we worship the little, little powers of the Supreme God. So, Anya Devata, the little devatas, they are the little, they have limited power and limited authority and all. And one worships them in order to fulfill their special desires. Bhagavan says, with whatever faith one worships these devatas, I make that faith very strong. I make that faith uh, strong in them and whatever desires are fulfilled through them, they are really given by me only. Labhatecha tatak kaman mayeva vihitan hitan. I only fulfill their desires through those devatas. But unfortunately, if one worships these devatas considering them little and only for the fulfillment of their little desires, Maximum they attain what those devatas are capable of giving them. But one who worships me, Bhagavan says, comes to me. So, Devan Devayajo Yanti Madhbhakta Yanti Mamapi. The effort required is the same, but uh, one who worships those devatas, it is like our, uh, sometimes that elect, uh, example is given of electricity. Electricity is same, it depends on what type of equipment you use. So if I use a little tiny little bulb with uh, less power, then I get less light. I cannot blame the uh, electricity, but I am invoking and taking out uh, only less from that. But if I want, I can take more. So similarly, I just invoke this little devtas to fulfill my little demands. Those little demands, we with our own intellect may think that they are great demands. They are like 
if that is fulfilled, I will be the happiest person. But Bhagavan says nothing like that, because every result is temporary. Because all results are the product of some karma, so karma itself is temporary, and every result is temporary. Even if one gains an object that gets lost, or gains some position that also gets lost, even if one goes to a higher loka, even if one becomes Indra, that is also a temporary result. But being Indra, one may feel great joy temporarily. One may get that joy of having all the powers over all the other gods. But that is also extremely temporary with respect to this eternal eternity. Therefore, Bhagavan says, that they are alpamedasa, they are of little understanding, little intellect. So they worship these devatas. But one who surrenders to me and worships me, he attains me. So madbhakta yantimamapi. Here I doesn't mean a particular devata like Krishna, but we are talking about that Brahma. So Bhagwan Krishna is talking as Brahma. Not as a particular individual or particular avatar of Bhagwan, but as that Brahma alone. Therefore, when he talks about himself, he talks about himself as Brahma. Maya tatamidam sarvam. He says, I pervade everything and these are my prakritis aparapara. So, he is talking as Brahma. So, he says, one who worships me as Brahma, he attains me. And one who worships other devatas, they attain the other devatas. So why, again, we, why we fail to worship and surrender to that Supreme Lord? What is the problem? That is again discussed in the next verse, verse number 24. Avyaktam vyaktima pannam Manyante mama buddhayaha Param Bhavamajanantaha Mamavyamanuttamam Avyaktam Vyaktimapannam Manyante Mama Buddhayaha Bhavamajanantaha Mamavyamanuttamam Even as Bhagavan Sri Krishna he is not just a, uh, just a limited uh, human being, but he is Sakshat Ishvara, Sakshat Brahma. So Bhagavan says that uh, many do not recognize me as that Supreme Ishvara. Avyaktam vyaktim apannam manyante maam abuddhayaha. Those who are abuddhayaha, of little understanding, of little intellect. They don't recognize me as that Supreme Ishvara who is Avyaktam. And they feel that recently he is born and he is a limited individual. As Bhagavan Sri Krishna also is speaking here. So as Krishna, he is born in a particular time, in a particular place, with the parents and all. So many look at him as a individual, as a as a as a human being only. 
So avyaktam, though he is infinite and unmanifest, vektimapannam manyante, the ignorant consider him as an ordinary person. In fact, during Bhagwan's uh, time, only a few could recognize him as Sakshat Ishwar only. But others, they took him as an ordinary individual. And uh, like Duryodhana and all his people, or even uh, Arjuna also, he thought he is just my friend. Later on, even now he is speaking to him as his friend. But later on, Bhagwan showed him his Virat Roop, then he came to understand that he is not just a limited being, but he is that Ishvara, Sakshat Ishvara. So not one of the reasons why one doesn't surrender to God, because we don't, uh, we don't understand his supreme nature. And we take the manifestation as something which is real and we get attracted towards the manifestation only. Even this world which is vector, which can be comprehended with our eyes, with our senses, is an expression of that Ishvara only, of that Brahma who is avyakta. So avyakta, avyakta means unmanifest, subtle, beyond all comprehension, alone appears like this world. Therefore about the world, and about all beings, and even about each, uh, about the avatar of Bhagwan, it is said that it is merely an appearance. Really, God is beyond that appearance also. He is beyond, a little subtle point is uh, revealed here, he is beyond that appearance also. See, there are uh, these um, terms used, like Sat, Asat, and mithya. Again, three have come. Sat means that which is real. Asat means that which is unreal. And mithya means illusion. So when we talk about Brahma, we say that he is Sat. And when we talk about the world and all the manifestation which one sees, we talk about it as mithya. Mithya, that term, is, doesn't mean that it is absolutely not there. It means that it is, it is there for our experience, it is appearing, but it is, it is uh, not real. It is merely an appearance, but it is there for our experience. For example, our dream. Our dream, we cannot say it is Sat because it gets destroyed. Sat is that which should not get destroyed, which should not get negated, that is called Sat. Dream cannot be called Sat because it gets negated. Whatever you experience and whatever you gain, when you wake up, it is not there. But at the time of our dream, when we are dreaming, we experience it. So it is not totally Asat also. It is not unreal also. So what is it? It's called Mithya, means an appearance, an illusion. Many people are afraid of this term, illusion and all. But it is like that. So Bhagwan, that Brahma, with, with his power of this Maya, with his Apara and Para Prakriti, appears like this world. He doesn't become, actually become the world, but he appears like the world. He appears like this entire cosmos with all the beings, and even his uh, avatar is also 
appearance. But when we look at this world, we interact with it, we start slowly taking it as very much real. Each and everything of this world becomes very real to us. And the more real it becomes, the more we get attracted and attached to it. One of the main reasons for attachment is that one takes it as real. For example, uh, you, you are on the, let us say, on the sea beach and then you see something shining on the, on the beach. So one feels, oh, nice shining thing. Must be uh, silver. So slowly that fellow sits there and picks it up and puts it in his pocket. After some time he removes and looks at it and then he comes to know that it is just a shell which was shining because of the light of the sun. So as soon as he comes to know that it is just, it just drops it. So shell was appearing like silver because of some condition of light and because he was attracted toward the silver, he picked it up and all. But when he came to know that it is just merely a shell, worthless, he just dropped it. Similarly, this whole world with all our experiences, with all people around us, with all our ups and downs, with all our happiness and sorrow, with the multitude of uh, lokas and all, is an appearance. Nothing bad about it. It's the most fascinating thing. Even slowly the uh, science also is accepting the appearance nature of this world. What appears is not really like that. Even something which we call solid is merely just uh, the vibration of these electrons and all. So, this divine power, what we call Maya, is that which makes things appear. And, and that appearance is so fascinating that one gets attracted towards it. So, Bhagwan says, this is all because of a buddhi, not knowing. That not knowingness is there in us. And because of that not knowing, one gets uh, attracted and takes that thing which is merely appearance as real and gets attached to it. Or even when we talk about uh, God or some uh, yeah, power, we think that they are just limited in a particular place or limited by a particular form. So thinking about God also as having taken a form, one, one looks at him as a limited individual and doesn't surrender. So Bhagavan says, Avvektam, I am Avvekta, I am beyond all this form, beyond manifestation. But Vektimapannam Manyante, Abuddhayaha, but an ignorant person or ignorant people take me as having a form. And not knowing my Parambhavam Ajanantaha, not recognizing my divine and supreme nature. Even from an individual standpoint, even we are like manifestation of God only. We are all of us are in a way avatar of Bhagwan. All of us. We don't have to think about Krishna and Rama alone as avatar. All of us are express, manifestation expressions of God. But what I am seeing and what I am experiencing is not the real I. It is just an appearance of I. But because of my 
and uh, misunderstanding or uh, lack of proper uh, power of discrimination i take what appears as real and get so much involved in it that i fail to surrender to that supreme reality therefore great mahatmas like bhagwan ramana maharshi and all he says that uh, you inquire who is this i don't just accept your own self on just face value but inquire who is this i who am i because one thing is clear that i is not i must be something different from idam so who is this i who is experiencing this world so if you keep on inquiring subjectively going deeper and deeper you will be able to recognize your own self so this is the main reason why for taking the illusory world as real one get attached to it and fails to surrender to that lord in simple language what uh, our world and our life and our problem become so important to us that we fail to surrender to bhagwan and even when we talk about surrender we talk about uh, we pray to him to solve our this problems only we are not talking about transcending it we are just talking to him uh, requesting him to resolve some of our issues so that i continue with our samsar so param bhavam ajanantaha therefore it was said that if one doesn't know god one cannot surrender to him completely you can only surrender if one knows so knowing that jnanavan mam prapadyate is very important so param bhavam ajanantaha and you see that even in the 11th chapter when arjuna sees and recognizes the the cosmic form of lord automatic that sense of surrender comes to him he drops his own little selfish uh, selfishness and surrenders to that lord so he is param bhavam his bhava his nature is param superior to all that we experience like again to take the example of the rope and snake we can't proceed in vedanta without rope and snake so i think we should keep one snake also i'm not snake a rope <laughs> anyway so rope is there and the snake is seen as long as that snake is seen and taken as real the rope remains hidden the rope and the snake they together don't appear the appearance of the snake happens when the rope disappears it's very interesting the snake appears only when the rope disappears and the rope appears when the snake disappears they play hide and seek with each other if one is told that oh go and pick up that uh, rope he will pick up only if he is certain that there is no snake but rope only Huh. even if one is seeing that snake and is told that okay go and pick up if he has intellectually appreciated yeah it is not a snake but rope then he will go there so only when i know the nature of god i will surrender i will i will i will uh, surrender to him so param bhavam ajanantaha not knowing my supreme nature even in all the religions they talk about god they talk about his nature as compassionate 
as just, as all-knowing. But those are also his manifest nature, means his sagon rup. Our Upanishad talk about his nirgun nirakar rup also, which is beyond all form. Because all forms and all qualities are with respect to the prakriti. When we say God is kind, we are talking about uh, that Brahma plus prakriti only. When we say he is all powerful, we are talking about him with the help of prakriti only. When we say the electricity is very bright, we are talking about it with respect to the bulb which we are using. By itself, electricity is neither bright, nor hot, nor it has got any sound. But when we apply the equipment, we get the heat, light and all sound and everything comes. So, Bhagavan says, not knowing my param bhava, person doesn't surrender to me. Ajanantaha, mama avvayam, that I am avvay, that I am in immutable, changeless. There is no change happening in my real nature. And here when we talk about God, he is not different from our own self. So, our, our self is changeless. We have seen this in the second chapter also. The nature of the self, it is immutable, changeless, deathless, cannot be destroyed in any way. So not understanding that away and that supreme nature of myself, uh, a person of little intellect, take me as a limited being or take this world as a limited uh, object or take their own body as a limited, uh, their own personality as a limited being. And because of this, they fail to surrender. They don't surrender. And why they have this ignorance, why that uh, buddhi is, uh, uh, what you call, not very bright, Bhagavan says in the next verse, he says, Naham prakasha sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavrataha Modho Yamna Bhijanati Loko Mama Jamavayam Naham Prakasha Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavrataha Loko mamajamavayam. Bhagavan says, Na aham prakashaha sarvasya. I am not revealed to all. Why? Yoga maya samavrataha. Because all beings are, are uh, under the influence of my yoga maya. Influence of this maya. Influence of this rajogun, tamogun. And it is so strong that because of which that real nature of the Lord is is not uh, very uh, is not very clear to many, except Bhagwan's uh, these devotees, jnani devotees. Others they do not appreciate the nature of God. I am not very easily available. I am hidden. Naham Prakasha Sarvasya 
योगमाया समावृत एंड दिस इज द मोस्ट अमेजिंग पावर ऑफ भगवान दैट दो ही इज देयर ऑल ऑफ अस आर इन फैक्ट ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ गॉड बट स्टिल वी डोंट रेकग्नाइज इट बिकॉज ऑफ दिस योग माया ओनली इट्स अ स्ट्रेंज पावर डेल्यूजरी पावर just as people get deluded by some uh, alcohol and all and they don't recognize themselves but at least it goes away and then they start recognizing that i am here sitting in the gutter then he gets up and goes home but this delusory power remains from lifetime from one lifetime to other it remains so this power of uh, tamogun makes us uh, unaware of our own self when i talk about i our uh, attention doesn't go deeper than our mind or deeper than our intellect remains on our body and little bit of our mind intellect and all or little bit our sanskar if someone ask you who are you whatever we talk about ourselves is about our body our mind our intellect our memories our relatives our achievements all of them are the outer form of uh, this outer form only they do not in any way convey my real nature at all it's like little children if they uh, ask about some tatva they will t- keep talking about the outer form only like little children playing in the in the mud making or in the ray in the in the sand making different forms and all if you ask what are, what is this they will just talk about those forms only nobody will say it is sand they will say oh this is a, you know this is my brother and this is a dog and this is a cat and this is this they will talk about the form similarly when we are asked who am i or when we ask ourselves who am i we only consider ourselves as a body consider ourselves as a mind our intellect and our samskar in the form of memories we are very much attached to our memories also when memories start failing and all people get little scared they want to protect their memories of this lifetime only memories of past lifetimes are called our vasnas that we we are not aware of it but this lifetime memories we want to maintain in order to help us maintain that memories we have little objects also bachpan ke kuch ye kapde ye wo photographs and all those things so why why we fail to go deeper and recognize my real nature bhagwan says because of this yoga maya tamogun prevents us from entering deep within and rajogun creates different uh, illusory uh, uh, forms in front of me illusory personality is created every every day every moment with every experience we add or we modify our own understanding of our own personality we go to school college we go to some special uh, personality development uh, courses and all and just this modification is nothing but a modification in our mind our intellect little bit in our body so this is bhagwan's yoga maya only 
सो ना अहम प्रकाश सर्वस्य आई एम नॉट रिवील्ड टू ऑल ना अहम प्रकाश सर्वस्य आई एम हिडन एंड दैट इज मेनी टाइम्स इन अवर भजन सॉन्ग्स एंड ऑल भगवान छिपे कहा छिपे भगवान ही इज हिडन इन रामायण देर इज अ ब्यूटिफुल स्टोरी ऑल द देवतास दे असेंबल टुगेदर and prithvi also has taken the form of a cow she approaches this devta she says that i am troubled by this ravan please do something and this devtas they say that we are also troubled by him uh, we can't do anything so together they approach brahma ji they say brahma ji you do something he said i am the creator i cannot destroy so let us go to lord shiva maybe he can find some solution so they approach lord shiva lord shiva says i also cannot do because i am also one shiva of one particular brahmand there are millions of brahmandas and there are millions of shiva brahma vishnu so and this ravan is much superior than all of them he is very powerful because he is the direct uh, what you call he has fallen down from being jay and vijay and all so we cannot i cannot do only that parabrahma that ishvara who is the ishvara of ananta koti brahmand of infinite brahmand he alone can do something so they said okay if he alone can do let us then go to him where is he then there is a discussion there all the devtas and everyone discuss some says that i think i have heard that he stays in vaikuntha some say no 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 i heard that he stays in someone's heart and all some says no he stays in some other place so there is great discussion and that time lord shiva lord shiva is our teacher adi guru he says hari vyapak sarvatra samana he says he is everywhere you don't have to go to a special place to see god he is everywhere hari vyapak sarvatra samana but he is he is avyakt apragat and there he says premate pragat hoi mai jana that i have understood that he reveals himself with love when there is love when with love one surrenders to him his nature gets revealed otherwise he is there he is there in each and every breath which we take he is there in everything we touch he is there in every thought which comes to our mind he is there in every experience we have but he remains hidden by as though covered by his yoga maya bhagwan is very shy in that way so this rajogun and tamogun covers the nature of god but satvagun as a devotee becomes more and more satvik as a seeker becomes more and more satvik his real nature gets manifest even normally also as our mind becomes more and more calm and pure that is satvagun we start experiencing peace and happiness that is god only god doesn't come in the form of some krishna or rama or someone but he is experienced in the form of supreme peace and uh, happiness and further when the mind becomes pure he also reveals as pure wisdom knowledge and ultimately one comes to recognize god as one's own self which is nameless formless infinite birthless deathless changeless that is revealed
सो न अहम प्रकाश सर्वस्य योग माया समावृत सम्यक आवृत वेरी वेल आई एम हिडन बाय योग माया एंड आई एम नॉट अवेलेबल एंड रिवील टू ऑल पीपल एक्सेप्ट माय डिवोटीज एंड दोनीज सो मूढ़ो यम न अभिजानाति दिस मूढ़ जगत मूढ़ जीव डो नॉट रिकग्नाइज मी मूढ़ो यम न अभिजानाति डो नॉट नो मी कम्प्लीटली लोक माम अजम अव्ययम दिस मूढ़ लोक डो नॉट नो मी दैट आई एम अजम दैट आई एम अनबॉर्न एंड अव्ययम एंड चेंजलेस दैट नेचर ऑफ माइंड इज नॉट रिवील्ड to all and since it is not revealed see just by leading our life as we do without proactively acquiring spiritual knowledge we will even die ignorant only hmm it is this knowledge will not be available just like that you switch on the uh, tv and so news comes about brahma gnana it doesn't happen like that there might be some a lot of stories and all people keep listening and telling and all but the real nature of god if we want to know we have to proactively move towards it first by purifying our mind and by contemplating taking help of the scriptures which have revealed like for example about science if i want to know about science there is a great scientist who was asked that oh how come you are so intelligent and you have uh, discovered so many wonderful things how did you do it he said by standing on the shoulders of other giants means other scientists before me i have stood on their shoulder therefore i could see more and then i could discover something more so similarly if we want to know about god we have to stand on the shoulders of this great rishi munis and then look just by ourselves we won't be able to understand so moodho ayam lokah na abhijanati mam they do not know me that i am ajam unborn and avyam and indestructible i the when we say uh, when god says i and when i say i it is the same i but i identify if i identify with my body and all then that as though the i comes down as though uh, that i has become a jeeva but the essentially the pure i consciousness is same is same see therefore actually uh, in our language also in english or in other language uh, when one says i uh, it doesn't have any gender it doesn't have any you don't know whether that i is male or female even when you say you doesn't have any then when third person comes the genders start coming so those who believe in god as having gender they know god as third person first we know god as third person only then we slowly start coming to know god as second person and finally we come to know god as first person this about this person also we will see in the 15th chapter uttama purush bhagwan says i am the uttama 
पुरुष पुरुषोत्तम सो वेन वी टॉक अबाउट गॉड वी जनरली फील दैट आई एम नॉट गॉड यू आर नॉट गॉड बट ही इज समवेयर अप देर सो थर्ड पर्सन बट एज माई अंडरस्टैंडिंग ग्रोज आई कम टू नो दैट वेन आई टॉक टू यू और वेन आई लुक एट द वर्ल्ड दैट यू इज ऑल्सो गॉड एंड फर्दर आई कम टू नो दैट आई एम गॉड आई अलोन एम अपियरिंग इन फ्रंट एज यू एंड इज अलोन अपियरिंग एज ही शी इट so this one will comprehend when one transcend this maya and in order to transcend the maya we have to uh, invoke that sattva gun and surrender to that divinity deep within us so mudho yam na bhi janati loko mam ajam avyam further bhagwan says vedaham samati tani वर्तमानि चार्जुना भविष्यानि च भूतानि माम तु वेदन कश्चन वेदाहं समतीतानि वर्तमानानि चार्जुना भविष्यानि च भूतानि माम तु वेदन कश्च हां भगवान सेस दैट आई एज ईश्वरा नोज एवरीथिंग वेद अहम अहम वेद आई नो समतीतानि भूतानि आई नो ऑल बीइंग्स ऑफ द पास्ट समतीतानि मींस ऑफ द पास्ट Bhutani, all beings of the past, I know. Vartamanani, I know those who are in the present moment. And Bhavishyani Chasarvani, and even of the future, I know. So, as Ishvara is Sarvadnyaha, see Ishvara and Jeeva. Ishvara is Sarvadnyaha. जीवा इज अल्पज्ञ अल्प मीन्स लिटिल सर्व मीन्स कंप्लीट होल सो ईश्वर इज सर्वज्ञ जीव इज अल्पज्ञ ईश्वर इज सर्वशक्तिमान जीव इज अल्पशक्तिमान ईश्वर इज सर्वव्यापी जीव इज अल्पव्यापी सो ईश्वर हैज गॉट ऑल पावर He is uh, with uh, with the help of this uh, prakriti only. With respect to prakriti, Bhagwan is all pervading. That concept of all is also with respect to prakriti. When we talk about prakriti, we talk about space. We talk about objects. So we talk about all. But with respect to that pure consciousness or pure Brahma, the concept of all is also not there. What do we mean by all? so with respect to the world god is all pervading all powerful all knowing and the self of all also as a ishvara he is a karma phala data giver of the results of karma he also removes us from all bondage he also appears in our life as our teacher and removes us from all bondage 
So Bhagavan says, I know the all the beings of the past, the present and the future also. Mam to Vedana Kashchana, but me, nobody knows. Means except my devotees, except the jnanis, the people in general do not know me. Mam to Vedana Kashchana, I remain all the time hidden only, I am not known. One may keep on worshipping different types of idols, one may keep on worshipping different images and different concepts and all, but God remains hidden and even beyond that all concepts. Hmm. So the only way to recognize God is to follow the path which he himself has shown here in the in the Upanishad or in this Bhagavad Gita. And this is, uh, as I said that day also, from a cosmic standpoint, this is the whole thing is like a play, huh? is a leela. The only word which can fit for all this is a cosmic play. Play of that consciousness, play of that reality. Hmm. But sometimes somebody's play can become quite a tragedy for others. But we are not others. We are God only playing. Playing a fool. As our Pujya Gurudev sometimes used to say. God playing fool. At, at home also little children keep on playing and all. And make big noise. And then suddenly the parents come and someone comes and starts shouting at them. What are you doing? We are playing. We are playing. You are playing. You are throwing things here and there and all. That is our play. So similarly, God, He Himself has become all of us and He Himself is playing. He Himself then in this great grand play takes the role of a teacher also, takes the role of a disciple also, takes the role of a seeker also. And he himself comes out of this play. So just enjoy the play. Sit back, relax and enjoy the play. And in whatever stage you are, that is the stage in which God has appeared as you. So play that role and just move ahead in life. That is what we understand after studying all the scriptures, that it is a grand play of the Lord. Therefore, a realized master who has recognized this self and recognized the real nature of Ishvara enjoys this whole play, enjoys this whole drama. Like Bhagavan Krishna, born in a jail, did all his leelas, all the time he was enjoying only. So, Bhavishyani cha bhutani maam tu vedana kashchana. Further, the effect of this uh, yoga maya is uh, indicated in the next verse that how it deludes a person. It says, Icha dvesha samudhena Dvandva mohena bharata Sarva bhutani sammoham Sarge yanti parantapa 
ಇಚ್ಛಾದ್ವೇಷಸಮುತ್ಥೇನ ದ್ವಂದ್ವಮೋಹೇನ ಭಾರತ ಹಾ ಹೇ ಭಾರತ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ದ್ವಂದ್ವಮೋಹ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಇಚ್ಛಾದ್ವೇಷ ಇಚ್ಛಾದ್ವೇಷ ಸಮುತ್ಥೇನ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಇಚ್ಛಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದ್ವೇಷ ಇಚ್ಛಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ್ವೇಷ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಲೈಕ್ ಆರ್ ಹೇಟ್ರೆಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಚ್ಛಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಐ ಲೈಕ್ ಆರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ and dvesha is what i don't like and i don't want so in the in the jeeva avastha there is this uh, likes and dislikes and this we see uh, even in the animals birds plants also it is seen in different forms they also have their own attraction towards certain things and repulsion from some other things as a human beings also our senses also have their own likes and dislikes we like certain things and we don't like certain things at the level of our senses we may give various reasons and all but it is we are born with that type of uh, thing hmm? some people like some type of food some just can't stand it some like some person and some just can't stand them so we have our own likes and dislikes at the level of the senses at the level of our mind we have seen this in the third chapter also ragadvesha indriyasya indriyasyarthe ragadvesha vyavasthita see this bhagavad gita if you want to understand we have to remember what we have learned before also ha huh? we have to remember what we have learned before and then so that uh, because it is a big uh, big uh, jigsaw puzzle type it explains life and life is very vast it is not simple so it explains the entire uh, puzzle and all this are like little pieces of that jigsaw puzzle so when we connect them properly we will be able to see the picture clearly otherwise if we hold on to only one of the puzzle one of the piece we might not understand it so therefore you have to study it like a, as we go to school college and we study similarly our chinmay mission pujya gurudev started this uh, thing of studying it even in his gita jnana yajna people sit with a book and notebook and write down notes and study it is not just sit back relax and listen to pravachan and not like that it is a study like your own children when they go to school if they just go just like that without carrying their books and all are you where are you no i am going to school but why don't you carry your book no i will just sit back relax and listen you will say no no you have to carry your notebook your textbook you write down your notes you do your homework then only we will be able to learn tv you can watch without taking down notes but uh, in pravachan you have to listen take down notes refer to them again contemplate study so bhagwan says ichha dvesha so our senses have ich raga dvesha likes and dislikes our mind also has likes and dislikes our intellect also has got likes and dislikes this 
is carried from our past uh, lives like and this likes and dislikes gives rise to uh, dwandva experience of pairs of opposites lab and honey gain and loss victory and defeat happiness and unhappiness all this dwandva is experienced because of likes and dislikes which we carry from our past because of our samskar and this dwandva creates moh create delusion in a person he cannot think right when he is uh, pressurized by this likes and dislikes then one is not very clear in one's thinking because what i like i get intensely attracted towards it and what i dislike i become i repel i try to run away from it this constant pressure of going towards and running away from something prevents me from inquiring and trying to know the truth prevents me from knowing the truth see even in our good old days when the rishi munis did contemplation and did their own research on life they were they were away from all the all the disturbance of this world they used to go to the forest free from all other troubles then they were available for deep contemplation in recent times even our country or has not produced some great uh, people in the field of uh, uh, some science also who have really contribute to the world because we are involved in our day to day life suppose einstein let us say if he was involved in day to day bachcho ko school le jana hai uska ye karna hai ration lana hai ye karna wo karna where is time for e is equal to mc square huh? who will think about it uska unhone aisa kaha in the party i went they did not look at me and he was talking against me and that fellow is always like that what are you nowadays what are you thinking are you thinking about relativity theory no no i am thinking about why the sharma ji doesn't talk to me and varma ji is always against me and all then that einstein cannot do anything then you have to forget about einstein similarly even that science also requires that much of attention and god requires much more attention he is not just simple he is very subtle extremely subtle so he requires 100% attention 100% in bible and all bhagwan says i am very jealous i want your 100% attention even 0.1% attention you gives to someone else i will not be available then so this uh, ragadvesha this likes and dislikes at the level of our body mind intellect creates dwandva pairs of opposites experience opposite type of experience which one i i want to acquire and another i want to run away from and it creates moha it create delusion in my mind in my thinking and i am not available for uh, inquiry i am not available for serious sadhana i am not really available even when i do sadhana it is done mechanically people do puja or do something they, uh, people love mechanical sadhana actually even sometimes they come to me and say please swami ji tell me kitne baje uthna hai kya karna hai kaun sa mantra ka jap karna hai kaun sa kya karna you just tell i say you think nahi nahi thinking ka mat bolo you just tell me what i should do and i will keep doing it i said don't 
because keep doing if you whatever you keep doing it will become mechanical it will become another samskar that will not release you from bondage one has to proactively inquire and come to recognize the truth that will bring some solace in all when we continuously do something we feel more peaceful and happy and all those things but to recognize the self we have to proactively do some study and and uh, contemplation so ichha dvesh samuthena dvandva mohena bharata he bharata he arjuna sarva bhutani sammoham sammoham sarge yanti parantapa he parantapa sarge yanti right from their birth all beings they are they come under the sway of this delusion we are born deluded we are born deluded and then conti- we continue with this delusion and um, see like sometimes some puzzle is given to us and we try to solve that puzzle the other person know the solution and we are trying to solve some rubik's puzzle and this and or some other puzzle then we say oh please give me some hint then he gives some hint then again with that hint we try to solve then again we say oh, please give some more hint and he gives some more hint then we are able to solve similarly this is a game and uh, best game which uh, i can uh, think of which matches this game is the game of hide and seek it's the most famous game i mean most famous means most popular game as far as little children are concerned in the entire world right from beginningless time i think hide and seek game is a most interesting game one person closes his eyes and others hide somewhere and you have to go and seek this is a beautiful hide and seek game which god is playing with himself he himself has become all of us and he is hiding and he has told every one of us that you have to seek me and when you seek me you will get the reward and now and then he leaves hints here and there in the form of various experiences various books various teachers uh, he leaves some hints and he he reveals himself slowly and steadily so sarva bhutani sammoham sarge yanti so we are born at a at a particular level of our spiritual evolution then we go through our life and we progress if we work towards it then we keep progressing and ultimately we will come to realize our own supreme nature so sarva bhutani sammoham sarge yanti parantapa so for this we have to proactively work and move towards this state of realization we will leave some few shlokas for tomorrow but now i will take up some of the questions which have come up you can still put your questions so i will take up this few questions today and then take few questions tomorrow also i have not read this questions have just come okay arjuna was lucky to have bhagwan krishna to guide him what about tuchya prani like us See, first of all we need not call ourselves tuchya prani and all because if we are the very 
expression of God, the divinity, then nobody is tuchya. Tuchya means low. Hmm. Nobody is. As I said, that everyone is expression of that divinity only. That is the first thing which we have to understand. And that is what we understand from Bhagavad Gita when Bhagavan addresses Arjuna. He always addresses him as Anagha, as Mahabaho, as Bharatarshabha. Bharatarshabha is best among the Bharatas, as Kaunteya. He doesn't say, oh foolish Arjuna, oh crazy, oh tuchya prani Arjuna. He doesn't say like that. He always talk about him. Though he is at an ignorant stage only, but he is addressing the divinity within. So this is one thing the questioner should understand. From where do we get a guide like him in this Kali Yuga? We have to ourselves become a good seeker and God will come. In fact, every one of us depending on our need and our our uh, our intensity guide comes in fact if you look back into your life you will find that whenever i wanted anything was necessary for me it came to me it comes it's the most amazing thing you don't have to it depends on we sometimes we feel that oh this type of person should come or that should come or nothing like that we should be able to recognize that help which comes to us in different ways. So it will come. Uh, in Ramayana story of Hanumanji going to Lanka and Vibhishan was surprised that, that you came all the way to Lanka to guide me. That I had never expected that in this Lanka which is filled with all these Rakshasas that some good person will come and talk about God and you have come. So God will make the arrangement for you, wherever you are, whether it is Kali Yuga, Satya Yuga, it doesn't matter. How do we trust that one as we see so many Mahatmas making money in the name of God? You will meet that people according to your. If you need some cheating in your life, you will meet that type of person also. Every experience which we get in our life is for my own good and for my own benefit. Slowly and steadily I will rise. Hmm. So you will find, you, you become sincere. It's like a flower. The flower when it blooms, the bees they come there. No flower has not bloomed. It is the plant is saying, Patane bees log Gade will come because there are no flowers now. But when the flowers come, then the bees will come. So don't worry about who is making how much money and all. You move on in your path properly. Exceptions might be there, but how do we recognize? So you do what you know as good and proper, then guide will come. Don't go in search of guide. Don't go in search of teachers. You do what you know is proper and uh, this then automatically the world will unfold in front of you. Because many people go in search of teachers or guru hunting and all those things, and they are whole time shopping only, shopping for gurus. So you do what you think is right, 
that inspiration because guru will not come in the form of person also good thoughts when good thought is coming guru is coming and telling you something do it implement it then further guidance will be given but if you fail to implement that then you will not get further guidance so it's like a person who is walking so he is given guidance so from here you go there once he goes there then he will get some other guide who will show him further path so even good thoughts when it comes to our mind it is coming from a teacher only ishwara himself is the teacher who guides us at every every moment it's a big one in bhagavad gita class it has been told time and again that all living beings are like tiny little pots of different shapes each filled up with space and are existing within the space here pots resemble with the bodies of different creatures space within them with jivatma and outer space with parmatma pots are perishable but space within them are not when a pot breaks the space within it occupies another newly born pot and continues his journey to attain the supreme realization another example is often stated about millions of waves and the ocean waves are born out of ocean do some activity and merges with the ocean when they break now comes the this is the prastavana now comes the question does the atma within us also merges with parmatma or brahma when we die with death alone we don't get the state of realization because with death only the outer painting of that pot is removed and new paint is applied to it pot remains same the mind the intellect our uh, our samskars remain same only the outer body falls off and a new body is acquired so the pot is totally not broken only uska color chale gaya hai naya painting karke aa jata hai so with that alone we won't get the state of realization we have to recognize it while we are alive that we are that atma which is like space and the self in me and self in all is same if not then how much time it takes to acquire a new body it depends on the samskar once we die immediately we actually go into another experience for that experience whatever body and all is required we we get it like our dream as soon as we leave the waking state we go into dream or in deep sleep state similarly as soon as person dies he goes into another state of experience with another set of body and another set of world around so and sometimes he might go into a state of like deep sleep so that uh, is there so we need not worry about it we just uh, uh, put forth effort to move ahead on my spiritual journey in this lifetime itself whether the atma of our father and the forefathers are still existing somewhere with their identity lot of questions this um, atma is one only so the atma when we say of father and grandfather is one but that jeeva means that mind and intellect that personality identified with mind and intellect that exist if they have not attained the state of realization then they exist in some form or other if not in this world in some other world so as long as we don't realize ourselves we exist 
as an individual, their personalities, some aspect of their personality keep on modifying, changing, but the essential aspect of their personality remains, and we we exist in and keep on taking different different uh, forms. So even the father, forefathers and all, if they have not attained that state of realization, they are there somewhere. They might be in this lifetime itself. They might be your own neighbor, friend or anyone around. We don't know. Hmm. Or they might be in some other lokas, Pitrulok or Swargalok or some other lokas. We don't know. If the Jivatma merges with the Paramatma just like little space within a pot with the outer space or water of a wave with the water of the ocean and again bond taking another body, then that identity remains or not. Once that Jiva understands that I am that Paramatma, there is no more birth and death. He goes into a different uh, state of existence. There is no Punar Janma for such a realized person. So, it's like a person who has uh, woken up from the dream, then the dream disappears for him. He remains awake. So, a person who has gained the state of enlightenment is not born again as a ignorant uh, jiva. Whether Shraddha and Tarpan has any significance? Yes, Shraddha and Tarpan is given to us in our scriptures and it has got a significance in the World, like for example, if uh, if I am dreaming and if I am hungry, then I have to eat the dream food. It is it has got significance. But when I wake up, it it is all gone. Similarly, if I am living in this world, I am interacting with all of you. Even those who have dead and gone, they are also there somewhere in this entire Brahmanda, and all of us are connected. All of us are connected and those who are close to us, some personality who are close to us as our father, forefathers and all, they are more intimately connected. So every action we do, it has got effect on them also. So if the things are given in our scriptures, we should uh, do it. <clears throat> if that question is asked, whether one has to do that, then we should do it. Since it is given in the scriptures, and scriptures have revealed something more than what we normally understand, so one should uh, one should just do it if you have the capacity, and uh, and uh, and you if you can do it, then just do it. Hmm. It has got a significance. I understand para-prakriti is consciousness. How is it different from atma within us? Atma too is pure consciousness. Kindly clarify. That is a good question. See this, uh, uh, para-prakriti is made up of this matter, the five elements, man, buddhi, ahankar and all. And para-prakriti is that consciousness which is uh, which is the witness of this para, apara prakriti. So consciousness related to apara prakriti, which is seeing the apara prakriti, which is controlling the apara prakriti, which is expressing through the apara prakriti as life, that consciousness which we experience as awareness, we are aware of things around us, that consciousness is called uh, the para prakriti. But when that consciousness 
drops all this identity and uh, seeing of this apara prakriti and just gets established in its own uh, nature then that alone is that atma so as i said yesterday also i think that para prakriti is of the nature of the self of uh, the lord only and apara prakriti is more illusory hmm so it is also called prakriti because at that point it is it is expressing with respect to the apara prakriti i become the seer of the apara prakriti when i drop that seeing the apara prakriti also and get established in my own self which is beyond all seeing also then i am that pure self hmm otherwise i become a seer so that concept of seer is something even lower than my real nature so thus para prakriti seer and apara prakriti seen and when both of them are uh, or the seen is merged into the seer and the seer remains in his own nature then he is not different from that self so this is a very subtle uh, point and a good question you think about it contemplate on it you will come to understand what is the difference between ishvara and brahma shri ram and shri krishna are avatars of shri vishnu so what is the position of shri vishnu and shri shiva and mahesh in the scheme see ish uh, the ishvara is uh, brahma alone along with his prakriti when brahma we talk about brahma along with his prakriti apara and para prakriti we call we give the name ishvara so brahma with his apara and para prakriti itself manifest expresses as this world with all jivas so that brahma is ishvara and all this world and the jiva so essentially ishvara the real nature of ishvara is brahma only and when we talk about this various avatars they are all avatars of ishvara they are actually uh, beings who have recognized themselves as brahma right from their birth who have recognized that i am that brahma so they are born with that recognition with that understanding normally what happens we are born ignorant and then we gain that state of realization but there are uh, beings who are born with knowledge of their own real nature such beings we call them avatar like ram and and uh, krishna and all so they are great avatars when we talk about ishvara we also uh, we when we say ishvara he has got the power to create the world to sustain the world and to dissolve the world so uh, three more names are given to ishvara therefore i did not want to take all these names because the more names you take more confusion but now the question has come so ishvara alone is called brahma as a creator vishnu as a sustainer and shiva as one who dissolves so ishvara alone has got three names based on the threefold uh, expressions of ishvara so brahma vishnu mahesh are one ishvara only 
with three names. So when he creates the world, Ishvara is called Brahma. When he sustains the world, he is called Vishnu. And as a sustainer of the world, then he uh, comes as avatar. So we say Vishnu's avatar to sustain the world, to protect the world and all. And as Shiva, he, uh, he swallows the world into himself. So Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh are the names of Ishvara only. Then again Vishnu Bhagwan as Ishvara as Vishnu, in order to sustain this world, he has various powers. Various those powers are called the various gods. So with the help of all these gods, he as though sustains this world. Just like in our government also, then there are various ministers are there, and they have their own portfolios. And they have their own work and all. So similarly, that one God alone is expressing as this world. And he, his power alone is there in every aspect of this world. Those powers are called gods, little, little gods. So all this uh, whole concept has to be understood clearly. So uh, I suggest that you... Just uh, focus your attention on understanding Bhagavad Gita only, properly, without bringing other terms and all. Then it becomes more confusing. Because here Bhagavan is not using Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh and all those terms are not used. And whenever if they are used, we will explain. So try to understand the, uh, the theory behind it. And all these terms and all are used for easy comprehension, but because they are too many Sometimes we get confused because of them. Why is the role of Adi Shakti not explicitly explained? Why is Radhaji not even mentioned in Bhagavat? This Adi Shakti is what we call the this Prakriti. Maya or Apara and Para Prakriti together they are called Adi Shakti. You can call them Adi Shakti, you can Prakriti, Maya, whatever names. And why Radhaji is not mentioned I don't know. How do I know? I have not written Bhagavat. Can the raising of uh, those who do Bhagavat Katha, they give some explanation. Huh? You can refer to them. Can the raising of Kundalini not lead to self-realization? Academic knowledge of Holy Gita or other Shastra cannot lead to emancipation. How does one get to feel and love God? This uh, raising of Kundalini Shakti and all also helps in understanding, in gaining the understanding. In fact, when one follows this path of spirituality, all the powers within the body and within our personality also gets enhanced. So even, but I don't know the path of this raising Kundalini Shakti, but even that path, if one follows, since it's a yogic path, if one follows it sincerely, it will also lead to the same state of realization. But that Shakti also will give us knowledge. Like in 10th chapter, Bhagavan says, even if you follow the path of Bhakti, I will give you knowledge. So even if you follow the path of this raising Kundalini, when it rises at a particular level, one gains knowledge. And that knowledge alone will then lead to the state of uh, surrender and realization. So, academic uh, understanding of this Holy Gita and other Shastras will lead to that state because it is the path given to us by the scriptures only. Our great attachment to action is making us not realize the importance of knowing. 
In fact, all changes in our personality has happened because of knowing only. Our evolution is evolution happening because of knowing. So this study of this Bhagavad Gita and contemplation on it, and then meditating on based on this understanding will uh, will take us to that state of uh, enlightenment how does one get to feel and love god you see this question also is about knowing only we are asking how so here bhagwan has given his vibhutis so he has said that i exist in water i exist on land i exist in the sun the moon so you just uh, keep that feeling in your heart that god alone is existing in this world and with every experience try to remember that and slowly instead that itself is what we call our puja and all puja is nothing but to remember that that divinity is there in this murti that divinity is there in this river and and therefore for that we do some upachar to help us to remember we do some upachar to help us we talk for example you talk to god it will help you to remember that he is there you offer something to him it will help you to remember and feel his presence in the world so these are certain uh, upacharas mentioned in our uh, scriptures which help us to uh, remember so if you want to love there are, there are methods like first is shravanam listen to the nature of god from the scriptures and all and as you understand his nature more and more automatically you will develop that love and respect for god so even in the bhakti literature shravan is the first step shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam pada sevanam archanam vandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam shravan and atmanivedan in jnana marga also shravan manan and atmanivedan is nothing but nididhyasam so what is elaborately described in bhakti literature is nothing but uh, various steps of mananam only so that we contemplate and feel the presence of god then atmanivedan is nothing but that state of meditation wherein we surrender ourselves to that god so you follow this path and one will gain that state of enlightenment uh more we will see tomorrow we'll conclude with a prayer om purnamad purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om Thank you.